What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. The Quack Attack is back, Jack. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast. That was a good one. The definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. Thank you. Big news. Big news. First of all, Tommy's on the phone because he's kind of sick. Um, Tommy, what is your prognosis? Flu? Measles? Uh, I think it's a combination of the two. They kind of cancel each other out. <laughs> Maybe like so avian flu? Not as bad as I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Avian measles. Measles. Well, officially on the injury report is measles. So Tommy has uh, graciously decided not to start an epidemic. He is at home. Uh, but we had to we had to do the pod anyway because some big news dropped on Monday. Big news is an understatement. Basically, the Mighty Ducks are being turned into a TV series. Now, uh, Leslie Goldberg, coincidence, I think not, reporter for The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, I will just read a snippet here of what, uh, a few snippets of what her story says. Uh, The Mighty Ducks franchise may be coming to the small screen. Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that ABC Signature Studios is in early development for a series based on the 1990s dramedy about a youth hockey team. A network is not yet attached. Sources tell THR, The Hollywood Reporter, that ABC Signature had Tracy Underwood always looking to identify identify Disney titles and intellectual property that can appeal to a global audience, put Mighty Ducks in development after being approached by original trilogy screenwriter Stephen Brill and original producer Jordan Kerner. So Brill is going to pen the script um, and ABC Signature will shop it to streamers possibly this year. Um, says Emilio says not attached as the script has not even been written yet. I don't think Emilio is going to get in. Um, let's go on here. Sources stress that the Mighty Ducks TV show is in its early stages and will not be taken out anytime soon. As a potential home, insiders note that ABC Signature could take the project out to other broadcast or cable networks in addition to shopping it to streaming platforms. Another option could be to keep it in-house and set it up with Disney's forthcoming standalone SVOD service, streaming video on demand, I assume, that will be home to Marvel and Star Wars movies as well as original scripted TV shows. Um, and it basically goes on to say, you know, intellectual property is kind of in now because it can cut through the clutter. So early stages, Steve Brill attached to it, reached out to Steve Brill. He confirmed the article is true. He did not say anything else besides that. Um, but who knows? He may we he may come on the pod and just drop some bombs in the future. But uh, just original thoughts here to a, a Muddy Ducks TV series. I mean, obviously. Well, um, oh, go ahead, Tommy. Well, first of all, um, I I imagine Brill's going to be writing in um, the role of three podcasters. <laughs> yes, um, played naturally. by the Quack Attack podcast. Um, but of course, that's uh, kind of a given. Uh, but second is, you know, this is something that's kind of been mentioned throughout the history of this podcast. It seems like every guest has, has kind of talked about how much they love the Ducks, but also some of them have kind of talked about how there's 
you know, always been kind of like rumblings of continuing the saga somehow. You know, Matt Doherty mentioned it. Um, Jordan Kerner um, didn't specifically talk about it, but he, he did mention, you know, some of the roadblocks about potentially bringing the Ducks back. But I think one thing that really stands out is with Disney um, starting its on-demand service next year. Or is it next year or is it in the next couple of years? I think that really kind of potentially might have opened the door back up for it. Um, again, that's just my speculation, though. Yeah, so Jordan Kerner was on the pod. Yeah, he talked a little bit about that. Um, he was, let me look up what episode that was. But, yeah, so the the rumors, and uh, I guess the good thing about podcasts is we, is we don't have as big editorial standards as some people, so we can just throw out rumors. Uh, the rumors are that it's it's going to be for this streaming video on demand service that Disney has here. And um, yeah, so Jordan Kerner, episode 55, we talked to him. You can go back and listen to that and see what he has to say. But yeah, Kevin, just your thoughts when you heard the news. I mean, uh, obviously, you're really excited that they're coming back. Um, I, I, I think um, I, immediately after the excitement kind of not wore off because it hasn't worn off, but um, you start kind of getting a little worried um, that a, it'll be like a reboot instead of uh, instead of a continuation. And then you also kind of have to start thinking about if it is a continuation, who is going to be in the show and are they going to recast people? Like, I don't know. I, I, I think that could kind of uh, go awry a little bit, but uh, definitely overall excitement, but uh, I'm very curious to see how many of the original cast members are attached. That being said, though, um, you do see a lot of reboots like this that do bring back the original cast and more. Uh, I'm thinking of Wet Hot American Summer, who has a Mighty Ducks connection itself mm-hmm. um, uh, in Marguerite Moreau. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping for that side of the spectrum or that end of the spectrum where we maybe you know, we get the original ducks and then, I don't know, you bring in some pretty heavy hitters maybe that come to this. Uh, I think that could be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's at least initially going to be a success if it makes it there. I reached out to Leslie Goldberg. She was actually supposed to be on, um, but she had, she got busy with other stuff. I mean, as comes with what happens when you break the biggest news, groundbreaking news. yeah. Yeah. Probably of 2018 already. So, um, but you follow her at snoodit on Twitter, S-N-O-O-D-I-T. Um, I'm sure she'll be able to update us here. Yeah, the reboot first the sequel is interesting. And like you said, one of the biggest things that I didn't really comment is there are some quacklights that are nervous about this, uh, nervous that it's going to suck, which I, I didn't really think about before. But um, in terms of reboot for sequel... I mean, how do you sort of see it going here? I, I think, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be a continuation in some in some respect, but I, I think it'll ha- it'll feel almost like a reboot, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I could see like Matt Doherty being in it, you know, or, or whoever, but maybe them playing a fairly small role and then like a new cast of kids. Um, so. I I don't really know how that would go. Um, I think it, I think it could be done well. I just I hope it's not, um, like, I, I hope it doesn't have like an ABC Family feel. You know, like I hope it doesn't have like a cheesy kind of like 
overdone family vibe to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want it to be... I think the standards for family programming are different now than they were in the 90s. Like, there are still some risque stuff uh, by today's standards in the Mighty Ducks, like what are the blue balls and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see how it fares. I guess it depends on the network. Like, if you're on a big network like abc or something like that i think you're gonna have i'm hoping it's a streaming service like i I would like i I hope it's netflix or something you know like i think that would be kind of your ideal scenario yeah as i said like it certainly seems like this is pegged for that disney service that they're creating themselves but uh we shall see here yeah so if you talk reboot or you talk sequel like reboot obviously you're gonna have to recast gordon bombay if you, I mean, I I think we're assuming that, but I mean, he did recently resurface. You know, I mean, he was directing, writing, and or I think directing and starring in his most recent film. Yeah, but he hadn't done anything in a while. Um, but so I don't know. Maybe he does get attached to it. You but know? yeah, I think it, he might would have to have a different role because, like the the story of Bombay is this young hotshot lawyer and. Uh, well, obviously, everybody would have to have a different story. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, if you reboot it, obviously, then you could get sort of deeper into Bombay's life even before he like met the ducks. Like, like I was thinking about it today. Like, they could they could introduce Bombay to the ducks like four episodes in. It's possible if they if they reboot it here. Um, Tommy, what are your thoughts on the sequel versus the reboot here? Um, I think if they went straight reboot, it would be um, met with a lot of criticism, um, not only from Mighty Ducks fans, but also people, I think, you know, the general public, just because I think um, that's kind of seen as um, almost lazy. Um, I mean, think about every remake you've seen. And like how many of them are like, wow, that was just amazing. And I, I'm so glad that they did that. Um, and it's to re to reboot and like remake a TV series is pretty much, I don't think, has that been done? Um, I mean, well, they've done spinoffs, of course. To take, I don't know if they've taken a movie and turned it into his. Well, I mean, Wet Hot American Summer was a movie. Oh, yeah, that's got true. Spun into a TV show. Uh, I think th- a couple of Netflix shows have kind of followed that. Yeah. That path, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. That's the, that's the only one that's coming to mind, but no, that's a good example. Um, so. I, I think um, you'd really have to, but I, I kind of agree with, with both of you that it would have to be kind of like an in-between, like it's a reboot in the sense that there's going to be a lot of parallels. Like you'll probably have like, you know, a coach who's kind of down on luck coaching a bunch of, you know, kids who aren't any good at hockey, but then you'll have like a Matt Doherty or like, you know, Avram might come back or Charlie or something along those lines. Um, but you, what they could do is they could kind of like go into, you know, what, what Kevin was saying, how you wouldn't introduce Bombay until episode four. Maybe you could go into some things that might have happened back during the original trilogy that were just weren't included in the, in the original trilogy. Like, you know, you, you maybe there's more backstory revealed about, Bombay and his dad or something or Bombay's teen years and that could be kind of a story arc where it's not necessarily you know it it's still new material in a timeline that has already occurred almost you know like it's you know prequel material 
um, something along those lines, just because I, I do think that, um, you know, granted, you know, we have, you know, 140 episodes, podcast episodes about this. I do think if you were to try to like your material is somewhat limited if you're going for like a straight reboot, because you then only have like these three movies guiding you. And I, th- I think it has to be like a continuation of the same, you know, storyline. I, I think one important uh, kind of distinction to make, um, and obviously we won't know this until Brill actually pens, pens the script, is if it's if it's being billed as effectively like D4 in the form of a series or, or in the form of a show, I mean, is it is the expectation that it's just a one series, like one season show or is it or is it expected to be like serialized? I, I think that's kind of an important distinction. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure like if I'm not mistaken, what hot only did that one season oh, and that yeah. is like the that was the plan, you know. And so I think that impacts a lot of uh, on like who gets attached to it and stuff, because I would guess that a lot of them, if not most of them, would be willing to commit to one season of a, you know, sequel effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're expecting it to be like multiple seasons, I think I think you almost have to reboot it. Yeah, I mean, I would be fine with a reboot as Tommy said, that sort of explore some deeper backstory on, on Bombay and the kids and all that kind of stuff, but it still has the o- same sort of overall arc. It would, um, it would just be so hard to like cast that and, and it not be like cheesy. Well, I, in my, I, I'm like stuck in my mind here, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on who you're going for. Cause like, if you're going for us who have seen the movies and like, all the all the people sort of in our age group, then that's I think a good point. There's gonna be people who are upset that like Charlie Conway is not actually Charlie Conway. Yeah, but if you're going, if, if you're, you're going for a new generation, exactly, then they I don't think they'll care all that much. But uh, I mean, kind of like Full House, like they were totally going for the people that grew up watching Full House. They weren't going for a new generation to watch Full House, like because it was just littered with inside jokes. Yeah. And and this is me ba- based on only seeing like fifteen minutes of the show, but um, ter- terrible show. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, wh- who's the target audience for this? I think is pretty key in determining this. Yeah, and well, I th- think about um, um, sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Mike. No, but think about um, Girl Meets World. Uh-huh. Um, you know the the spinoff of Boy Meets World, I guess. And, you know, I think I watched like two episodes of it just because of the nostalgia factor, but it was on for three seasons. And so, you know, it's got, you know, Corey Matthews and Topanga in as the parents, but it's got like a new girl. So, I mean, you could essentially do something where it's the same themes, but with almost all new characters. Like you could just have Charlie and Linda as the parents, and then every single person is new. Yeah. And that way you are getting like the the new duck fans or whatever. And then like every couple episodes, you've got an old duck making a cameo appearance, but it's still basically about a down on this luck hockey team. That's trying to win, you know, the, the championship. Now, I don't know if you can like do three seasons where the first season is where they're winning peewees, second seasons where they're on like the Olympic type of competition. And third season is high school. You know, that would be kind of odd, but you know, I think it could kind of, be something that isn't that is serialized it is multiple seasons that's not just like a one-off I, I i would say if that's the scenario that that comes to fruition i would be disappointed in the show 
Like if it's, mm. if it's tied together by like Charlie and Linda, like I, I, just, I don't think that's enough of like the original, even if you do pepper and cameos here and there, I just, I don't feel like f- for me, that would be enough of like a tie. Um, and cause like with, with your girl meets world exempt, like they were, they are, or they, in the original show, they were, you know, cornerstone characters, you know, they were mm-hmm. the show to begin with. I, I, I feel like just picking two, two of the ducks or, or one of the ducks and then his like sort of love interest in the third one. Like, I, I don't know. I would be disappointed if that was the end result. I think you're, you're also kind of limited by the age of what the ducks would be now. Cause none of exactly. like, I guess you can, you can argue that maybe banks is like at the tail end of an NHL career or something like that. Um, but well, I mean, you could you know, set it, it whenever. But, you know, like this could be, it could be set in 2008 or or not 2008, like 2000, I don't know, 2012. And it'd still be the same actors. You just put makeup on them to make them look younger. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't think, I don't think their age is really that much of a factor. Well, I think if if you're trying to bring people back and and you want to be like, how old is Keenan right now? It's like, you want to be like, oh yeah, he's still playing in the NHL and he looks, you know, terrible or something like that. Um, but we've, um, but it's funny, you know, whenever we talked to Brill in our, our two-part interview, you know, he rattled off a bunch of like what the Ducks are doing these days. So it's very clear that he had an idea and, you know, I can't imagine he never thought of like, oh, what if I, I did something else? And, and so surely, you know, whatever he's coming up with, it's going to be multiple drafts and whatever he comes up with now is going to be different than when it actually comes down, if it does, hopefully. But I, I do think, I, I think if you were to say, Oh, this is actually just a little bit after the original series, and you're trying to like say, here's you know, 40 year old Joshua Jackson playing like a 29 year old. You're going to get met with a lot of criticism. Um, I, I understand what you're saying there. I, I I don't think that would bother me a whole lot. But um, one thing I hadn't really thought of how Brill kind of rattled off the backstories or the I guess the forward stories. I don't really know what you would call it. Um. It'll be interesting to compare, you know, what he ultimately writes to what he told us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. again, this is unfounded rumors. Like this I don't think this would hold up as a newspaper, but the the rumor are that it's going to be geared more towards that like sequel, obviously, where uh, the you have the older decks sort of coming back and, and teaching the new generation. And like I know zero of the stripped um, the rumors have zero of the script, but that just seems to be the way it's going. Um, yeah. So you, I think, I think it might not be just like Charlie and Linda. Like what if you had Kevin, what if you had like Charlie Goldberg banks and like Averman, they were all sort of involved, but they were all adults and, and sort of, uh, it was like a newer generation under them that w- they were helping. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, I think that'd be, I, I think if you get enough of them to be, to be central characters in the show, I think that's the important part. Like it can't just be like Goldberg pops in one episode and then Averman pops in a couple episodes later. I don't think that's enough, but I think if you have like a core group like that, like four or five, then it makes those cameos a little bit more special when, you know, like Julie the cat comes in and her and Goldberg like pick up their, you know, competitive, mm-hmm. na- you know, nature, um, that kind of stuff. I think if you get enough of them in, then I think that would be a success. Yeah. I think, I think um, I, I have a quick hypothetical. 
let's say you were only allowed, like basically you had it four um, core former ducks, and those are the only recurring characters. Now you could have cameos, whatever. Who would the, who are the four that you would pick? I mean, I I think it has to be Charlie. Yeah, Bombay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bombay. Um, I could you could argue I, that Bombay is just gone, and, and it's just yeah. I could say Bombay is is in a or maybe appears in the season finale, but is otherwise not not a recurring character. Yeah, I don't. I All I right. think I think he has to be around somehow. So um, who's your other two, Kevin? Um, I'll go. Ooh, man, this is tough. Um, I think Averman just uh, so Matt Doherty and uh Goldberg. I think Goldberg is essential as well. All right, I don't really have an issue with those. Um, Tommy, do you have your four here? Okay, and I'm I'm thinking both as you know a fan. Um, what might work best and also what maybe um, the eventual producers or whatever would want. Um, obviously you don't just want, you know, a, you, you don't want um, people who, who would not have a very big storyline. So you're not just going to get like, you know, let's just get Charlie and his family. Cause that kind of limits things. So I think Charlie and Goldberg are the must. Yeah. Um, just because they're the, the two, you know, from the kid standpoint, they're the two iconic characters um and then also i would say connie and Guy, um because i think you do have to have um a girl as one of them um and then i also think that their relationship or you know could be kind of a central theme of them you know we've, we've talked to them oh maybe they got divorced or maybe they're like you know separated or something because i think that could also kind of ha- have a lot of that could because you have to have like love interest and i think that would be something that you know, the fans of the original show are like, or maybe they're together and they're like the comic relief as Charlie's looking for love or something. But I think th- those four would be a good start. I, my only rebuttal to that is like, we still don't really know anything about Guy. And, and, <laughs> and I would argue that a lot of people don't care about Guy. Like, he's just there. You know, he was just like filler, basically, for the for the movies. Yeah, you know, like, I think that's a good point. I mean, maybe, maybe Guy is, is, is not is more of a recurring guy where Connie is the main character and Guy's just in it like every four or five episodes. Maybe he's like the husband home. at home and he's <laughs> just like every now and then if they show him at home, he's yeah, there. He's like picking up the kids from practice or whatever. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good point. I think Guy gets a lot of credit uh, looking back just for how good of a hockey player he was, but like in the moment, if you're just watching Like, it. we definitely give Guy more credit than anybody else does. Well, yeah, I think anybody <laughs> who goes back and watches the Mighty Ducks and sort of talks about it on Twitter is like, oh, yeah, Guy Germain. But, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think um, the the masses would really have hold, hold him in the same light that we do. Um, for my four, I, I agree you need to have a girl. So I'm going to throw Connie in there uh, with Charlie and Goldberg. And for the fourth, I mean, I think you could do a Bash Brother. I think you could do Fulton or Portman. I think it'd be hard to do the Bash Brother without both. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, maybe you just go with both of them. I guess I guess we're breaking the rules of the game there then. Um, But well, well, maybe what you could do is then that's one of your also like arcs is you know maybe like Portman disappeared or something or something like that. I mean, it's probably gonna be a family thing. So, but maybe it is Fulton and. Or maybe it's Portman and how he's trying to get his life turned around, and maybe he he's like trying to find Fulton and get him back into hockey, and yeah, I, and maybe like they add the a second Bash Brother in season two or something. I I like the idea of just as like a, a story arc, um, like the Bash Brothers estranged, 
and then like a reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that could be a really strong kind of tie. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'd be hard to have one and not yeah. the other. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you could add, I mean, if we're going multiple seasons here, yeah, you could have like Portman be sort of in every like three or four episodes as like a PE teacher. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then maybe in the second season, he becomes more of a regular character after they have. Yeah. Cause if they reunite, that's going to be an emotional moment yeah. for, for the people like us. And like, even I feel like the younger generation would still have that emotion, but it wouldn't be as strong. So I, yeah, going back to kind of what we talked about earlier i think there's a way to sort of bridge the gap where you have this younger generation that's interested and people like us who are in their mid or late 20s who remember it fondly and know everything and and you could you could do it for both i feel like if you do it right so um yeah just a lot to think about here would you rather it be like pretty similar to how the movies were or the, the documentaries rather um, where it's like, you know, it still has that kind of like family comedy vibe or, or would you prefer to see it darker, maybe funnier, like a little bit more slapstick or, or like, or closer to like Friday night lights, like that kind of uh, like dramedy, you know? I mean, for me personally, I think it would be fun to make it like, more adult but that's not gonna happen like if you if this is for disney if and disney's kind of pegging it i think we're making a pretty big assumption that it'll be disney though like well i mean if they're shopping it around other networks there's obviously not a tie to disney yeah well i mean they still own disney like it's still like a disney property and like people know it as a family like thing so i think if you have this like super gritty Mighty Ducks, you're sort of alienating some people who are like, oh, yeah, the Mighty Ducks, that's good family fun. So I think it needs to be a family. If uh, it's tied to Disney. I think no matter what, because the, the thing that is draws people and the thing that probably got this going is the name the Mighty Ducks and kind of its reputation as this like fun family. And its potential for merchandising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, and its reputation for fun family films and everything that comes with it, including toys. So I think you have to keep that sort of uh tone to it. I don't think you can change it all that much, but w- one thing that I'm um, I'm kind of excited to see um are like the inevitable like Easter eggs that get like put in like maybe you know there's an episode where they're watching like the animated series or something oh yeah something like that i think that'll be a lot of fun um just to kind of throw um you know a a wild card into the whole family versus you know potentially more mature show um if you think about one of the probably most successful and like well-regarded like comic book movies that's been made is logan which was, you know, the R-rated Wolverine movie. Logan was now, of course, fucking was... awesome. Exactly. And so I don't think you could do it right away. Yeah. But I think what if you did do Mighty Ducks, it was incredibly successful, kind of like family-friendly dramedy. Um, but then you have the R-rated, um, another spinoff simply called like Hawks or something like that. Um, that's, I think, the dream. Um, just because you couldn't go to a, um, you couldn't just go right from Mighty Ducks to, you know, the gritty yeah straight to netflix tvma thing but um that's uh obviously a, quite a long shot 
But if Mighty Ducks is successful, maybe they take some risks and, you know, give us a, a one-off movie on, you know, you know, Coach, uh, Coach Riley and his descent into madness. I mean, we do have a lot of spin-off ideas. They're very dark, so maybe <laughs> yes. they can grab some from one us. One of them even cast a dead woman. <laughs> well, that one that one wasn't dark. That was just about <laughs> Ted O'Ryan. And, uh, yeah, but anyway. Uh, but kind of the thing that was another thing that's circulating on Twitter here, and it's a good question, Like, and this is a serious question. How much credit do we deserve for this? Because we talked to Steve Brill two years ago. He obviously seemed to have a good time. We, we were only supposed to have him for half an hour. He went for an hour. Uh, he was laughing. And, oh, all of a sudden. Laughing like, with us. Yeah. Two years later, uh, he actually agreed to come on again, but we couldn't schedule it, uh, schedule it, find a good time for him. So, like, he obviously is fond of us, and he responded to my email when I asked him if it was true. So, like, we're obviously uh, – he, he – he talked to us and maybe that got the wheels burning and obviously we've kept it sort of alive here by doing a weekly podcast on it. How much credit do we deserve? I think we deserve uh, realistically 99% because Brill still has to write the script. <laughs> um, but I definitely would say 99% of the credit goes to us and the quackalites out there. That's true. I think the quackalites are a big, yeah, if we were just doing this and like no one was listening, it's a little different, but we have, and let's be honest, it's not like the biggest following, but there is a nice little community out there of Quackalites, and I think you guys are a big reason why uh, it seems to be coming back here. Tommy, what do you think, though? How much credit do we deserve? Um, I, I, I wish I could agree with Kevin and say 99%. <laughs> um, I think that the interest has always been out there um, in perhaps we um we just kind of helped bring it to light um it's like you know we've we've obviously talked to a bunch of the actors producers and everything and everyone has kind of had the same you know mindset they they love working on them they love to do something else and so i I don't know if you know we directly contributed where steve brill's like you know what i'm gonna do something because of those podcast kids um but i i do like i do think that we uh we helped, you know, get this into something that was more than just uh, wouldn't it be great if this was get done? It was, and now it's into a, Hey, let's actually try to do something. So I do think we deserve maybe, you know, a hat tip and a, definitely at least a cameo in the new series. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like we like, I'll honestly, Steve Brill, I'll pay my way out there to be in the mighty ducks. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to fly me in. I'll, I'll pay for it. Yeah, I uh, sort of agree with your thinking, Tommy. Like, the interest has always been out there, and I think the internet has helped it a lot just because most of the people, at least in our circles on the internet, are, are like us. Or there's, there's a lot of interest on the internet uh, with the Mighty Ducks, and there's a bunch of Mighty Ducks jokes and that kind of stuff. But And there's a lot of interest in nostalgia in general. Yes, I agree. I agree. As we, as our generation gets older, we have a ton of nostalgia for some reason. So yeah. And then we, I feel like, but I do feel like we sort of pushed it along here. So like maybe a half percent, 1%, 2%. But I, I do think like we need some sort of recognition of our credit. And I'm, I'm sorry if that like comes across as smug, but Hey, I guess, I guess when I say we, 
it's us three plus the Quackalites. So we'll share our half percent with all of you. I uh, Depending on what the distribution is for whatever ends up materializing out of this, um, uh, we should definitely like organize some sort of like premiere like event oh. or something, you know, like a gathering, like a conference. That That is good. That is good because I was thinking I got some stuff in the works. Like I'm going to have and I don't know when this will happen. I'm going to have like just a survey that people can fill out that just gives us some basic information about who's listening and that kind of stuff. And and um, yeah, I do like that, though. I'll get thinking about that because, um, as I said, the reporter Leslie Goldberg was supposed to be on. Uh, she got busy, but I did email her some questions about, uh, you know, what are the chances this makes it to air? Um, just kind of when should we expect it, that kind of stuff. So if she gets back to me, I can start thinking about different things and different ways to go about it. But uh, yeah, a lot to a uh, lot to digest here with this breaking news. Anything else here before we move on to the quack question? Not that I can think of. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see, regardless of what it actually becomes. Like I'm I'm pumped that that, that it's moving. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, it it keeps moving. That's that's kind of what worries me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the- I I uh, I'm excited, and then you know, just to kind of echo what Kevin said. You know, it's you know, I'm 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 worried that it'll, you know, I'm I'm nervous. Like it'll we'll have this great talk now, and then it die and it dies off. But can you imagine if it actually does get done and we're going to be continuing to do this podcast until like our 40s? <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like it will make us sort of look like geniuses for having this like whole thing set up already. Uh, I, I was at, at work the other day when the news dropped and uh, one of my coworkers said, he's like, dude, you guys just got so much more content. And it was like, wow, yeah, yeah that's so true. Like it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Yeah, I, it never sort of crossed my mind that it wouldn't. Like now that it's here, it wouldn't make it to air. But yeah, I guess that's a real possibility of it just sort of dying off. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me, it just was like I didn't. I never really expected anything to happen, and then the story drops, and it's like, oh my god! So exciting times here at the Quack Attack for a ton of different reasons. But let's move on now because we are already over time. But we're gonna do it anyway. Let's move on to the Quack question. If you are new to the pod, and we've had a lot of people probably tuning in for the first time here, so you ask us questions, Twitter, Facebook, email, Carrier Pigeon, Harry Potter Owl. We pick the best ones. We answer them on the air. Kevin, what is the quack question today? All right, so uh, this isn't the quack question. I just I just wanted to kind of throw this out there um, and just read this real quick. Uh, because our our friend and uh, Quackalite JJ Watt uh, tweeted uh, a, a little while ago. Uh, he's he's quote tweeted the the story from the Rolling Stone about the uh, the TV series in development. Uh, he said, "Please let this be a continuation and not a reboot. I want to see the Ducks playing in a local adult hockey league sponsored by Goldberg's Deli, while Bombay runs Han's shop and sells exclusively discounted Air Bombay loafers and Hendrix apparel." Um, I just wanted to throw that out there because it feels like he's kind of on the same wavelength as the three of us are, where he wants to see a continuation and not yeah. a reboot. Um, so, so uh, duck call to to JJ Watt. We'll have him on the pod sometime. Yeah. Um, he Mike, said Mike's working on it. Said quote, "I might have to do it sometime." So, 
Sounds promising, but I'd be down for JJ's version. Yeah. Okay. So now on to the quack question. Um, and obviously very topical. Uh, this week's quack question is from Eli Dozier, who's at the Eli Dozier. Um, the question is, Steve Brill calls you tomorrow to tell you he needs one of you to make a cameo in the new show. Keyword being one of you. Who gets it and why? Oh, interesting. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the obvious answer here is me. Um, but <laughs> why, why do you say that? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm the best looking. Um, I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm the tallest. You're not uh, the I've, tallest? I have great hair. I'm taller than you. I don't think so. How tall are you? I'm like 6'3". Okay, you're taller than me. Yeah. Um, he does have I like how Kevin said probably. What? It's like you don't know how tall you are, Kevin? It's like I'm like between 6'2 like and 6'3". Okay. All right. You, you got me. But I, I definitely have the best hair. I mean, Tommy's hair is pretty good. My, I'm out. I am out on the hair thing. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that kind of hurts me. I guess it depends on like, like if it's just like a person in the background like walking. I think I'm in, but if they need if they need like a face or they need someone like talking, a speaking role. Yeah, I don't. Know. I feel like they might go Kevin because I mean, uh, Melissa Keller did give him modeling tips. So that's, that's true. He, he's been working on it for a long time, ever since that episode. So may he might have me beat there. But um, if you're just talking in terms of merit and like who really deserves it, I would say me. But. Um, <laughs> That's not. I mean, you do the most work. I will say that. Yeah, but uh, Tommy, what do you think? Um, I think um, the answer is probably Mike, especially if the role involves ice skating at all or playing Ooh, hockey. Oh, that's, that's true. A great point. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, we could just get um, our friend Jack White to teach us how to skate, though. <laughs> Ooh, Jack! Uh, open invitation next time you're in uh, the Dallas area. Um, teach us how to skate. Yeah, that way um, we're prepared, and that way we can be in the movie. Um, I think I think Mike is probably the um, the choice. I think if you um, if you did need a speaking role, I think uh, I would probably be the best choice. Um, but I, I do think that uh, if you need someone tall, it's probably Kevin. <laughs> um, you need someone tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if if it's literally just like hey a background person then it's Mike but hopefully me and Kevin get to like come and also get like a per diem and get to hang out and like make a bunch of sandwiches at the trailer or something like that so we can still be part of it. I was gonna say I want I want a part of the 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 snack line you know the oh the, yeah the, yeah yeah I forget what they call it in the biz I don't know the food food service yeah. or whatever <laughs> yeah. Uh, Craft service, I think. Craft service, there we go. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even think about the skating aspect, but yeah, I could definitely be like an extra on the other team that is playing. When whoever. was the last time you skated, though? A while ago, but it's not. It's uh, like I still have it. It's it's like riding a bike. It's not like it's like uh, I don't know high level math or anything. So yeah, I could definitely do it. And, and if you tell me I'm going to be in it, like I'll skate seven days a week just to get ready for it. So. Good luck finding ice to skate seven days a week. It's, I mean, depending on what time, what time you go, you can, you can do it. Um, you know, you know what's interesting is since I am Mike's boss, I could like sabotage him. <laughs> like, hey, we can only have <laughs> one of true. you, and you got to fly out this day. I can be like, well, Mike, looks like you're working that day. That's <laughs> true. I guess I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, but like honestly, I wouldn't even mind just like being on the set and just 
interviewing people for the pod. Like that's that's really the dream. Like even if I never get in it, if you just get me on the set, like I can help promote your series, Disney, ABC, whoever whoever picks this up. Like we can help promote it and all you have to do is, you know, throw us a little on the back end. Or not even that. I don't know. We'll negotiate. You're a anyway. terrible negotiator. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> anyway, we'll talk. Edit that out. The <laughs> Contact us. You know where to find us. Brill, you know where to find us. We'll negotiate. Um, good question, though. That was a very good question. For us, thequacktech.com. Go there. Contact us. At QuackTechPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your ideal situation for this series. I'm very interested to see what the Quackalites think because just reviewing Twitter and Facebook comments, it, it seems to be a mixed bag of of nervousness and excitement and reboot or sequel or what's going to happen. And So tell us your thoughts. Go to the shop. Now more than ever is get the time gear. to get some gear. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. What are we talking? We're just talking about the. um, What are we talking about? Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. (laughs)